0: And first up today on Gardening Talkback, we've got Catherine from Dunn's Creek and she's got a sick magnolia.
1: Oh Catherine, really? A sick magnolia darling, that's bad luck.
2: Judy, it's worse than bad luck. It's a beautiful tree. I've had it for about 20 years. It flowered profusely two years ago and then hardly anything last year and it just got sicker and sicker. We cut it back by a third. There's hardly a A bud on it. I've probably got about a handful of flowers on the end of a lower branch and I don't want to give up on her.
1: Now, tell me, is it a deciduous magnolia or an evergreen?
2: It's the deciduous. I'm going to get it wrong, but it's Solangiana.
1: Yes, that's it. Yes, yeah. Right. Look, um, they're pretty easy to grow. I've noticed driving out here that they're all out in flower, uh, looking absolutely magic. Um. So have you noticed, has it got borers or anything in the trunk?: I haven't noticed any borers.
2: Um, the well, only thing I can think of is the we had bushfire worries two years ago. Right. And then we went into heavy rain, and I don't know whether she got overstressed and waterlogged with the rain. I don't know. I
1: haven't noticed borers, no. No. Look, I don't think they would get overstressed by too much water. Um, I think there's something going on. Um, dig around underneath and make sure you haven't got those cock grubs chewing the roots. Oh, what are they, Judy? They're, they're like a witchetty grub. They're white with a little black head.
2: Okay,
1: and okay. You, and you often find them in you know, in garden beds rather than under a big tree, but something has to be causing it problems. Now, whether or not you've got borer in there somewhere, have you got any sap coming out?
2: I haven't noticed any. I've looked around. Yeah. Um, My husband wants to prune it back even harder, but I'm worried about causing it more stress.
1: No, I wouldn't prune it back now when it's, you know, supposedly in flower. You would do that when it finishes flowering, so... I'd wait a little while to do that. But perhaps give it um, a really good feed up, say, with something like cow manure. Right, yep. And, you know, just see if you can give it a boost. But do check around the root system and check the bark that you haven't got any bark peeling off it at all. All right, Okay. I'll give it a really big inspection. Yeah, because that could mean that you have got borer. But, you know, if you can take some photos and send them in to us, uh, we're more than happy to have a look and see if I can spot anything for you. Would you like to do that?
2: Yes, I'd love to. Thank you.
0: All you have to do is just send them to gardening at 2NURFM.com.
1: All right. I'll get that out. Okay. Thank you, Catherine. Let's see if we can solve your problem. Thank you, Judy. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: We've got Graham from Maryland and he's got a bit of an issue
1: with some fruit fly. Oh, Graeme, not at this time of year. Well,
3: you're right, Judy, not at this time of the year, but I have a peach tree that's self-sown from where I just threw a peach stone in the garden about 10 years ago, and it is a prolific producer of fruit, but I cannot get rid of fruit fly. And uh, I've tried all kinds of different things over the time. You name it, I've tried it. Um, and last year, I produced about 16 kilos of fruit but it was just mush. Oh. Um, so I've tried traps, I've tried different organic products um, and I'm sadly thinking maybe it's got to go but I don't know whether there's anything um, radioactive or nuclear powered or something that will kill these bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I think it needs something that will glow in the dark.
1: Now Graeme, what I was going to suggest was, was the traps. I found them very successful.
3: Yes, yeah, I think the uh, the fruit flies just get in there and use that for the entree and then they get into the fruit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, do, you had, do change them when they fill up, don't you?
3: Yes. Last year I had traps. I had um, a product that um, is organic and would spray on the fruit directly and uh, also an organic product that you put on the trunk that would, uh, in theory, attract uh, the fruit fly. And I thought we were winning, but um, come January... It's just full of, of rotten fruit, and um, I, I don't know what to do.
1: Well, you see, our greatest problem, Graham, is we lost the two products uh, from the Ag Department that would stop it. Um, uh, but although they still are using those products out commercially, so when we buy peaches, they've still been sprayed with the, that stuff I won't mention. Um yep unless you've got a little bit hidden in the, the shed down the back, um, that could solve your problem.
3: No, I haven't got anything of that nature. It's all... Um, Organic. You know, what I've got off the shelf from, uh, from Bunnings and places like
1: that. Right, right. OK, well, look, I think you've just got to up the, uh, the fr- fruit fly traps. Um, you know, put mo- more than, more is better than less, if you know what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, I had I had four hanging in the tree last year, just one tree. Yeah. And uh, I just, yes, put a lot in there. So um, I don't know whether um, it's, it's the kind of thing that you cannot um, get on top of, whether the tree has to go, which would be a shame. Um, but I'd love to have a harvest of good, healthy peaches sometime.
1: Yeah, look, I also wonder too, Graeme, um, does your neighbour have fruit trees?
3: No, they don't. They don't? Uh, not that I'm aware. There's near a couple of palm trees um, just over their fence, but
1: no, I don't think that, they have fruit trees at no, all. No, 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 that wouldn't um, cause the problem. Look, all I can honestly suggest, Graeme, is you up the um, the uh, the pest traps. Yeah. Are you using the ones that you hang from the tree and then you yes. go and buy a new refill? Um,
3: these ones... Um, had some kind of sticky substance inside them that um, would attract the flies. So it didn't actually have a liquid in them. Right. Um, so the flies would, I guess, get attracted to the sticky substance and just get stuck on it.
1: And then you change that sticky stuff over. You emptied yeah. that out and changed that. Yeah, well, that's probably the best way to go. I'm sorry. Um Right-o. The only other thing is if you stay tuned... Uh, last week we had that many good suggestions for um, possums, so if you just stay tuned, I'm sure someone's going to ring up and help you with your problem with the fruit fly. Sounds good. Okay, thank you, Graeme.
3: And there's always, of course, the local fruit shop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing like a homegrown variety, is there?
3: Well, I don't know yet.
1: But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sorry, I wish I could be more help, but um, back in the day I could have told you exactly what to spray and got rid of them. But now, unfortunately, uh, that's not the case. So yeah. just stay tuned no, because I'm sure someone's going to ring in about this one. Great. Good night. Thanks, Judy. Thank you, Graeme. Bye.
0: So Judy. You just had a thought... About what might have been the problem that with Magno- magnolia tree beforehand?
1: Yeah, it was an afterthought actually. Mm, an afterthought, yeah. An afterthought. Well, I have I have a very good friend of mine, and if she's listening, she will smile. She probably was close to getting out a gun. All right. Uh, but her problem was, guess what? Possums, okay. possums, ah. because they're deciduous trees. So um, when they're they've got no leaves on, the little buds come. Yep. for the flowers. And uh, every time, and I can tell you what, we tried everything (laughs) to stop those blinking um, camellia flowers being eaten, uh, magnolia flowers being eaten, and she used to drive me mental. I care about you, Sue, very deeply, but (laughs) my goodness gracious (laughs) me, I'm glad you moved and you got rid of that magnolia tree. But anyway, um, to the lady that just called in... That could be her problem. They could be eating the buds. Right. so uh, Something else for her to look out for. Maybe put a scarecrow or something at the back or <laughs> will that work? <laughs> I tell you what, nothing works with them. <laughs> I don't know why the squirrels, the possums, okay. like those um, magnolia yes. flowers so much. Must but be something about them. Must be something about them. They'd be sweet, <laughs> I'd say, Sweet.
0: We've got Ross now from Clarence Town, and next he's got some advice for us in regards to fruit fly.
1: Oh, thank goodness, Ross. Now, what's your advice,
4: Judy? I was working down in Orange last year, and on the local radio station, a fella rang up and he swore by the wild may, which they it comes from
1: Cooper's Plain, Queensland.
4: That's right. A fruit fly.
1: Wild may. Yeah. Right.
5: He said it was the best thing he'd use.
1: So how did he get hold of the wild maize if it was from Queensland?
5: Oh, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Ross, not sure <laughs> I, I don't suppose he gave you the botanical name so we could pass it on?
5: No, he didn't.
4: He just said wild May, So I just wrote everything down.
1: Yeah, well, I'll, what I'll do, I'll chase that up. I think you've heard of the Diggers Club, of course, haven't you?
6: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's surprising what they have down in their store down there in uh, Melbourne or Victoria. Uh, yep. So I'll double-check when I get home what the botanical name is and I'll ring the digger's club and see it, what I, I can find out.
4: Okay. And do that- you think, mate, the, um your friend's magnolia tree, the male possum, was picking those buds for his girlfriend?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good suggestion. But they are sweet, <laughs> evidently, to, to the possums. Um, yep. But... Um, I can tell you what. Over a period of oh, thirty years, I never solved my friend's problem. <laughs> Boy, I was glad when she moved from that house. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that, last week, I
4: missed it. You had a section on um, possums. Is it was it eating people's fruit trees or?
1: Oh yes, yeah, yeah we did. Yeah.
4: What What was the outcome? Because I've got that problem.
1: Uh, we. Still to be decided, isn't it? <laughs> Still to be determined. So. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, we did have a difficult one where someone was going to shoot them or hit them with a the baseball bat. We're well, going to but... put
0: sensor lights around them. Oh, that's right. What? That yeah. lady
1: with the sensor yeah. lights.
0: Yeah. I just remember that. Yeah. yeah. going to put sensor lights there.
1: And there was the other gentleman that had that uh, electronic thing that went. Bzzz.
0: Oh, okay. And oh yeah, I, remember, I can't. I it was can't... like a, an alarm sort of thing, or
1: yeah. yeah it was a sensor, yeah. uh, and it just any time, while... Any time the possums got there, um, it went bzzz, bzzz and chased them away.
0: Not his neighbours, apparently, but...
1: <laughs> That's right. right. But I think um, I think it said they were readily available, mm. but they definitely worked. So where to go uh-huh. to get one, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So you haven't uh, got any possums at the moment, have you?
4: <laughs> I've got plenty of them.
1: <laughs> oh, so right, Okay. Well, why don't you try the sensor lights?
4: Yeah, I will. That's yeah. a good idea.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She, no, that lady said they worked and yeah. they were, she only bought cheap ones. Yeah. And she said it got rid of them all the time. Okay. Well, they've destroyed
4: my orange trees and my mandarin trees this year.
1: Ah. Well, you better race down and get some quick. I know. I don't know where <laughs> you go to get them, but probably the, the, I'll
0: probably get... I'll sort it. At a okay. cheap shop or something, or at Woolies, or
1: yeah, yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah, give us a Funny ring. A, yeah, give us a ring down the track and let us know how they worked, will you, Ross? Okay then. Okay. No worries, thank you very much, and I'll um, I'll check out this wild May. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much for that call. It was interesting.
0: We've got Brian now, also from Town. He's got a question about moving at Kangaroo Paw.
1: Oh, Brian. <laughs> oh. oh, Brian, it's a native.
6: It is a most native. You can't.
1: I don't like being moved. You know that.
6: Yeah. Like, no
1: chance. Oh, look, you could try, but um, you know, to, now's probably a good time when we're coming up to spring. If you got yeah. dug well around the roots, but um, I think you might be down to buying a new one at some stage.
6: Okay,
7: thank look,
1: you. Look, I'm sorry, but you know that it's a native and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, when you rang, you hoped I could... I'm a miracle lady. I know that I give miracles out all the time. Um, but I'm sorry on that one. Dig deep, get all the roots. It depends how developed it is, dear.
6: Yes, okay. Uh, they're flowering beautifully at the moment. So. No, well,
1: don't do, don't do them now, whatever you do. Wait till, okay. they, fi- wait till they finish flowering and then... Give them a good cut back before you start to dig.
6: Okay, yeah.
1: Okay. But why are you moving them, Brian? I'm curious if they're flowering so well.
6: Uh, it's just I've done a new um, native garden where I want to fill it up a little bit because it's a bit crowded where they are. Oh, right, right. So native grasses are the same, are they? Have
1: pretty well, pretty well. Although native grasses tend to be movable. Right, okay. Um, But kangaroo paws, I think, are going to be a bit tetchy for you, but it's worth a try.
6: Oh, I'll move one and see how we go.
1: Okay, and ring (laughs) us back and let us know.
6: (laughs) All right, thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Brian.
6: All right. Bye. Oh, The boss has to ask one more question, if I could. Yes, of course
1: you can, yes.
6: In at the front of our house, we have a garden that is in the shade. Right. Pretty much. What will grow nicely there?
1: You could have either... Camellias or azaleas—it depends how big you want the plant.
6: Right. Okay.
1: So if you don't, if you want something low-growing, just use azaleas. The other thing that'll grow there for you is the cliveas and also you could probably get gardenias to grow there.
6: Okay. Great. Thank you very
1: much. Okay. Now you've got work to do. You see.
6: Uh, I've got lots of work ahead of me. I have a boss and standing next to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very
1: much. That's okay, Brian, I welcome the call. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: It's Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM. If you've got a question, 49216216. We've got Lynn from Walsand, and she's
1: got a question about bats. Oh, uh, Lynn! Oh, hello. How yes. are you? I could be I'm the wrong good. person to ask that one.
7: Ah, uh, no, I don't have a question. I have a solution. Oh, very oh. good. Yes, um, we had bats in um, some gum trees um, close to our property last year. Yeah, and we also have a huge, big mulberry tree. Yep. And but the bats were settling in the gum trees just near the chook house and oh. making a racket. Um, so we put uh, a spotlight on the chook house and on the fence so the light was coming into the tree from two angles and they didn't like it one bit.
1: And so they found a new place to live? Yep, they moved on. Well, how about that? Well, I have that problem um, with my next-door neighbour's banana trees and um, I'm just always very wary of letting my little pup or cat out because um, I know they can, you know, emit stuff that yeah. Yeah, upsets them. Poisons. So yeah. yeah. poisons, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, they, they definitely don't live in the banana trees. They fly over. That's um, right. And I've got big eucalypts up behind me and I think that's where they live.
2: Yes. Well, get some spotlights,
7: put them on your fence and just turn them on at about 6 o'clock at night. And then turn them off first thing in the morning, and they find somewhere else to live. They really don't like it.
1: But Lynn, I've got a problem. Mm-hmm. I like my next door neighbour, and she mightn't like those spotlights coming <laughs> on.
7: Yeah, but if they're up high, yeah. like I just—I put them on the chook house, and then just shone them up high into the tree.
1: Right, and I could probably, it
7: wasn't yeah. at anyone's house or anything like. We're on acreage anyway, but we just directed them right up high into the tree.
1: Yeah, my problem is I'm above her. It's hard to explain. Ah, I'm right. above her, so um, to beat them, I think the lights are going to come on down where she is. So, But I'm, right. going, I'm going to try that if they hit me again this year. She might yes. move out. She might get disgusted with me, trust oh me. <laughs> even, even
2: if you put the spotlights
7: tied them to the trunk
1: of the tree so the light goes straight up the tree. Yeah. That would work, it'd but it it would be, if, if be gum tree. No. Yeah. No, 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 it's the bananas they get in. That's when oh, I that's right. yeah, yeah, that's when I score them, they fly over and they drop great big whatever mm. yeah. Mm. So mm. no, my problem is that they leave the gum trees and come to visit her bananas. Right. But, um I feel safe today because I know she's working and she's not listening. <laughs>
7: <laughs> she's, a, she's a
1: lovely neighbour, Lynn. She's a yes. lovely neighbour. Yes, that's great. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank well, you very want, much. We
7: don't want back to neighbours,
1: do we? No, but, you know, no. if if I get desperate, thank you. Or I think yeah. that's a good call. Yeah.
7: It, it's uh, better than firecrackers and um, smoke. <laughs> like, I looked at you know, ways that you can actually not harm anyone but just deter them, and the light was just perfect.
1: Well, there you yes. go, because we're not yes. allowed to do anything to No, it. you're oh, not allowed oh, to do anything
7: else, but no. if you put a light in a tree, no one's going to, yeah, nothing no. wrong with that.
1: No. Yes. Okay, thank you, Lynn. Okay. I bet there's a lot of people out there listening to that hint. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you, Lynne. Bye.
0: It's Gardening Talk back on 2 new RFM. So we've got Jenny from Stroud and she might have some info for us about Wild May.
1: Oh, hi, Jenny. You're a lifesaver. Oh, thank you, Judy. Not really. I just Googled
2: it very quickly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have to confess that um, in all honesty, I don't Google when I'm on the <laughs> station. <laughs> oh,
2: no, no, no. Well, but
1: thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah.
2: Well, maybe it might be helpful while everyone else is listening as well. Yes,
1: yes. What's the um, story?
2: It, it, it seems to be a um, only for Queenslanders. Ah. It, it, oh. it attracts the male fruit fly. It's an attractant to the male fruit fly in Queensland.
1: Right, right. So... But that gentleman that we talk, was talking about it was from it was. Orange. Yeah.
2: But didn't he say he had, was on a radio show? a radio
1: show in Queensland, I thought. No, no, in orange. No. no. Anyway, that's all right. Well,
2: anyway, well, that's what it says. It yep. says, um, attraction for use in Queensland, fruit fly trap.
1: Well, the only other thing is, too, when I go home, I will ring the Diggers Club and, yeah. um, because they may possibly have it. Um, did it give you the botanical name of it?
2: No. No, it seems like that is what it's called on the bottle. Oh, right. Wild fruit, wild made
1: fruit fire attraction. Oh, so it was in a bottle. Yeah. Oh, we're getting there now. We're getting there now. So you can buy it in a big bottle. Ah, but probably only in Queensland. Yeah. Well, maybe because it is only for Queensland. Anyway. Anyway, look. Thank you for that. I wonder. I wonder if it's poison or something. Anyway, right. we'll, anyway, we'll, well, I'll chase it up.
2: And, yes. Um, now, I can I just ask another quick question? Yes, yep.
1: and you're giving us the answers.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I have a blueberry bush that I took out of a gar- the garden because it was just dying, like a lot of my things do. It seems.
1: Well, from the cold, <laughs> no doubt, from the cold.
2: Well, I did it before actually winter. It had struggled quite a while before winter, so I put it in a big um, um, terracotta pot in our courtyard and it's got, yeah, it gets quite a lot of sun and everything and now it's all in flower at the moment, full of flower. Right. Um, But it's been like that for quite a long time and there's nothing, the berries don't seem to be coming on it yet, but
1: is it too soon, or do I should I feed it something? Um, look, uh, the leaves browning. Yes, they are. A, there are some blotchy looking leaves yeah. where there are leaves. Yeah, that's generally from the cold. Even down here in Newcastle, that happens to the the blueberries. Right. Um, yeah. And so, look, I'd hang in there and um, and then just give it a, a good feed up. Do you use Flourish at all? No. Well there's a, f- a product called Flourish for Fruiting. It's called Flourish for Fruiting. Flourish for Oh, okay. Yeah, Flourish for Fruiting and it is fantastic product. Uh, you just put it in the water every week.
2: And is that for any other fruiting product? Oh, yes,
1: plants? definitely. Definitely.
2: Oh. Oh, that's very good then. Okay, I'll get some
1: of it. Okay. And thank you for the information. <laughs> Okay, thanks, Judy. Good swap, good swap. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
0: We've got Noel from Toronto, and he's also got some information about wild
1: may. Hello, Noel. Hello. Noel. Have we lost you, dear? No, I'm here. Oh, good, 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 good. So what's Uh, your information about this wild may? It's a bit of a mystery.
4: it's a tree that's grown in Queensland, Right. But I don't. I, I can't pronounce the um, the what do you call it by name or whatever. But
1: botanical. Um, but I'll be able to look it up anyway.
4: Yeah. Well, I just um, googled exactly the same. Where can I buy wild, wild may um, fruit fly um, stuff? And the come up, you can get it on eBay. It's uh, it goes into a fly trap because it says fruit fly trap and wild may attractant. Made right. from essential oils.
6: Right, so, right. Uh,
4: but you can get it on eBay and it's made in uh, Melbourne, in Victoria.
1: So, in Melbourne, um, but it's for Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so, but you can buy it and you put it in your trap and it must be a very good attractive for the fruit fly. So,
1: now, it's uh, quite amazing, isn't it, that I've been in the industry for 50 years and um, no reps tried to sell it to me.
2: Uh,
4: well, maybe they don't want Queenslanders don't want to share as much with us, do they? Really?
1: <laughs> that could be the answer, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. now we're all see, we're detectives on this program, aren't we? We sure
4: are. Yep. Yeah. dollars well, yep. Forty nine fifty out for a litre bottle.
1: Forty nine fifty for a litre <laughs> bottle. Liter. Oh. Now, how, does that get mixed up with water? Do you think?
4: I don't know. I haven't read, got that far yet, but it just says. Uh, if it goes
1: into a trap. So, yeah, uh, I, that could be a bit of a deterrent, I'd say, if it's 49.50 watt for a litre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That could and be a bit 90, of a deterrent. 99.5% feedback, positive
4: feedback. So that's
1: <laughs> very right. good, very good. Okay. Thank you very much for the call. Thanks, no Mel. Worries. Bye.
0: Thank it's Gardening Talk back. We've got time for a couple of more calls. We've got Terry from Toronto and he's got a remedy for
1: fruit fly. Terry.
5: Yes, how are you?
1: Very well, thank you, Terry.
5: Yes, I just a couple of things I want to tell The fruit fly, you just go to the supermarket, get yourself some apple cider vinegar, stick it in a trap, and that's the end of the fruit fly.
1: <laughs> fair, fair dinkum? Right, Is this fair yes. income?
5: Yes, I've got 16 fruit trees plus a veggie garden, and I don't have any for trouble with fruit fly.
1: And do you, what, do you just put them in a trap? the, just the... put in a trap, yep. Yep, and... Um... Just, just keep
5: topping it up every time it evaporates out.
1: And... Right, excellent. I get,
5: I get plenty of fruit fly in it, but none of the fruit.
1: But you don't count the fruit fly, do you? No. <laughs> no, that's good.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, I was worried then. I thought, you know, some some people do actually count the fruit fly that they've trapped, Um so um and then you just put apple cider vinegar in it again. Yeah, just keep topping
5: it up and just clean it out when you get the heaps in, like too many in there and just
1: keep topping it up. Yeah, that's fantastic Toron- uh, Terry from Toronto. <laughs> no, but um good, you know. <laughs> um but you know what the well, um uh, all the pest companies that are listening won't like us, will they? All the oh, no, chemical no. companies. <laughs> <laughs> We've got this one sorted today, apple cider vinegar. And, yeah, apple cider vinegar. And you, do you only use it on the apricot tree or on others?
5: No, no, I, um, I just got a couple of them hanging around in the garden and, and like
1: amongst the trees and that's it. Right, okay. So do you have them all set up before they actually fruit or...? Yes. You do. I thought yeah. that might be the case, yes. Yeah. So you get rid of them out of the garden and send them over to your next-door neighbour. <laughs> yeah, probably, yes.
5: <yeah. laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, thank you, Terry. That's a beaut suggestion. I'm really wrapped up in that one. Now, I don't think I'll chase this, um, uh, this uh, wild, May. wild May any further.
5: <laughs> no, apple cider vinegar is a bit cheaper. Yep.
1: Do You know, that's exactly what I was saying to Greg off air. I think the price might be a deterrent why we're not hearing about it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, darling. Look, thank you very, very much for the call. Uh,
5: just one more thing if I could, Judy. Yes, yep. yep. Uh, me apicot tree, like I said, it's a nice-looking tree, but it's losing a lot of gum. Is there anything to worry about?
1: Or? Uh, yeah, you could have. Is this before they get their new leaves on them?
5: Uh, well, it's nearly all the time. Last it come out year and it's still
1: happening now, So, Oh, look, you could have Bora, I hate to tell you. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, so you better have a good look around the bark and check up on it.
5: Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that generally is an indicator that you've got borer. Okie-doke, okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Terry, for the call. Okay. Bye. Thank you, Bye.
0: Bye. We've got Leonie now from Heat and Greeter and
1: she's looking for the best fertiliser to use. Oh, hello, Leone. What are we using it on?
2: Well, I'm using it on lots of things like veggies and um, citrus trees and, you know, all sorts of things. And I'm just wondering whether it's, what would you recommend is best to use? Um, at present, I'm just using the, you know, bags of chook manure. But right. I, I, when I go to the, to, to the shop and I look, I see dynamic lifter and all that sort of stuff and I'm I mean, you know, I don't know how to work out prices, and that it's really, really not important. But I just don't know what, what you think is the best one to use. Whether it's just um, doesn't matter, or what which one do you think is best?
1: Okay, Leoni, for an all-purpose, and we use them out on use it out on jobs. It's called bounce back. Okay, and it's a very, very good product, and it goes a long way. It's pelleted. And you're safe to use it on anything, my dear.
2: Okay, so so it's basically chook manure, but it's pelleted.
1: Uh, look, I don't think it is chook manure. Dynamic Lifter is, but I have always, you know, kind of um, hedged towards the bounce back. Okay. Because so... it has a neutral pH. Oh, okay. Okay, bounce back. Bounce back. Okay, dear. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye
0: got time for a few more. We've got Bob from San Remo, and he's got a question about white
1: moth. Oh, Bob, what are you, what are you going to trick trick us with at this stage?
3: <laughs> um, I don't know, mate. I'm, I'm
4: just having trouble. There's seem to be multiplying year after year. But I did get onto something the other day where someone said cut some uh, white material or white plastic and put them in the garden because they seem to be territorial, and uh, they'll leave the, gar- leave the garden alone if they think other moths are already
1: there. Right, that's a good suggestion. Uh, so you haven't been spraying them at all?
4: Oh, no, no, I don't use any sprays. We've got uh, edible, we've got rhubarb and strawberries and right. that in the front garden, so we, we don't want any sprays near them.
1: No, OK, well, I think that's a good suggestion. I can't think of anything better um, just so that they think there are other moths around.
4: Yeah, we've noticed them flying over the garden rather than landing. Not that we spend all day out there watching, but they seem to be a, a little bit less common than they have been, so fingers oh, crossed.
1: okay. Well, keep doing it. That's the best thing to do, isn't it?
5: Yeah, I think so, yeah. I no think no that, poisons.
1: No, that's a good suggestion, Bob. Thank you very much for ringing it through. No worries at all. Lovely talking to you. Thanks, Bob. Bye. Okay.
0: We've got time for one more call. We've got Cole from Saltash, and he wants to know if you can use chook manure on blueberries and finger limes.
1: Uh, hello. How are you, Cole? Look, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't put it on finger limes, dear.
0: No, it's a native. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, on the blueberries, I tend to generally give it more acid. So yeah, something yeah. acidic.
5: Yeah.
1: yeah okay. Well, well, you know, chook manure is going not going to be acidic. It's going yeah, to be alkaline. No. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yes. Okay, thank just you. Look, just look for a regular one that's um, safe for them. Yep. Thank you, Cole, for the call. Got you. Gotcha. Thanks a lot, Jude. Bye-bye. Bye. bye bye
0: that be a little bit of a quick fly around at the end there, Judy. <sighs> just around for a couple of questions. I've got about a minute left. A minute. A minute.
1: A minute. Which
0: is counting down by the seconds, but anything else you want to wrap up before we finish today? <laughs>
1: Well, it is time that you now put peat moss around the surface of azaleas Mm -hmm. and camellias. Now, um, the azaleas, I wouldn't put cow manure around them in case it burnt them, just a very mild azalea food, but definitely around the camellias, they all need cow manure at this time of year because they've finished flowering and they're going to make new growth. Right. But put peat moss around the surface because what's summer going to give us? Sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're very, very clever today, aren't you? Sunshine. Can you sing the song?
0: No. Well, there's plenty of songs about sunshine.
1: (laughs) We haven't got time, thank goodness. We don't.
5: (laughs) Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.